highly privileged and honored to stand before you uh, to give you the first part of the message today. Uh, I want to give uh, all thanks and appreciation to the man of God, the under shepherd, who is currently away at the moment and will be back you know, to us very soon in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, the title of the little words I've got to share that God has laid into my heart to share with you today is called Wisdom for productive, Productivity in Life. The Wisdom for Productivity in Life. If we are to ask ourselves, you know, and to sample our opinion about what do we think makes a productive life, what is the definition of a successful life? I know that everyone here, we have a lot of, you know, at least something or the other to say about what we think, you know, makes a productive life or a successful life. No wonder there was a research that was done on young people to find out what is it, you know, the most important thing in life to them. And the result of the finding will not surprise you. 80% of the young people that were questioned or surveyed said their life goal is to be rich. 50% of them said they want to be famous. You know, to be rich, powerful, and famous in our contemporary world is more or less what we attribute to living a successful life. I believe I have a witness in the house. You see somebody that is famous, very rich, and is powerful. You say, wow, this person, you know, has a successful life. And also in our society, someone that is poor, no power, not known by anybody, you say, oh, what an unsuccessful life. But is it not amazing that the way God looks at productive life is a lot different from what we see or would define as productive life? The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, it said, My ways and thoughts are far higher than what you think. The way God sees productivity or success or successful life is not is far, far, far different from the way we see it. Hallelujah. If we are going to go by the definition of you know what we said it is defined in our contemporary world as being a productive or successful life. It will not surprise us when we hear that somebody that is poor, you know, is suffering from depression or the person commits suicide. We're not going to be surprised, isn't it? Because the person is frustrated because they think, oh, my life is a failure. I am unproductive. But one thing that amazes me and I believe will amaze you as well is a question I keep asking myself. If though in our world 
will believe that to be famous, powerful, very rich, these are people that will believe are successful, they have productive life. How come we hear on the news very often that they commit suicide, that they, they go on drugs, or they are suffering from depression? Is it? It's not hard enough. Because these are the people that will look up to and say, oh, this guy, oh, do you not know him? He's so famous. He's so popular. And yet, you know, next day or so, you hear on the news that the person has just committed suicide. Then that means that somebody, that person discovers something about their own life that possibly we did not know. And they saw that vacuum that something, despite their riches, their power, and their position or wealth or whatever they have, that something is lacking. And do you know what that thing is? Wisdom. What is wisdom? Who is wisdom? Hallelujah. Before we talk about wisdom, I'm going to just take us quickly through two Bible stories. If you open to the book of Luke, chapter 12. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 16, tells us quickly about the story of the rich fool. You know, the Bible says rich fool. You know, the opposite of wisdom is foolish. I'll read quickly to summarize this story. Sorry, I prefer the Good News Bible because I like the plain English. Know that he talks about. Then Jesus told them this parable. There was once a rich man who had land which bore good crop. He began to think to himself, I haven't anywhere to keep all my crops. What can I do? This is what I will do. He told himself, I will tear down my barns, build bigger ones, where I will store my corn and my goods. Then I will say to myself, Lucky man. You have all the good things you need for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, enjoy yourself. Look at what God said in verse 20. But God said to him, You fool, this very night you will have to give up your life. Then who will get all these things you have kept for yourself? Verse 21 is very important. This is how it is. Jesus concluded, this is how it is with those who pile up riches for themselves but are not rich in God's height. That means that passage is telling us or Jesus Christ is making us to understand that what we describe as productive life, what we see as a successful life, is not necessarily what God is seen as a successful or productive life. Let's go again to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2. This passage is telling us about a man who has seen it all, who has been everything that any man on earth will ever desire. 
we're talking about King Solomon. And I'm going to read quickly 1 through to 11, just for us to know. I said the other time that rich people, we hear that these are people that we look up to as very successful. And then suddenly, we hear that they commit suicide. And then we say that maybe there's something that they discover. Sometimes it is too late for some of them, you know, maybe to change, I don't know. But there is a man here that shines light onto what that thing that they are lacking or what the, the, the summary of their life. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, I'll read quickly using the Good News Bible as well. I decide to enjoy myself from verse 1 and find out what happiness is. But I find that this is useless. That in terms means vanity. I discover that laughter is foolish, that pleasure does you no good. Driven by my desire for wisdom, I decide to cheer up myself with wine and have a good time. I thought that this might be the best way possible that people can spend their, life, their short life on earth. I accomplished great things. I built myself houses, planted vineyards. I planted gardens and orchards with all kinds of fruit trees in them. I dug ponds to irrigate them. I bought many slaves. There were slaves born in my household. I owned more livestock than anyone else who had ever lived in Jerusalem. I also piled up silver and gold from the royal treasury of the land. I ruled. Men and women sang to entertain me, and I had all the women a man could want. Yes, I was great, greater than anyone else who had ever lived in Jerusalem, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I got. I did not deny myself any pleasure. I was proud of everything I had worked for. All this was my reward. My last verse, verse 11. Then I thought about all that I had done and how hard I had worked doing it. And I realized that it didn't mean a thing. It was like chasing the wind. Of no use at all. Hallelujah. This is from somebody that has seen it all. Saying that all is vanity. So... What we think is a productive life is not exactly what God is seen as productive life. I said something is lacking in the life of these people. It's called wisdom. Let's study wisdom. Wisdom is the only answer that determines whether somebody is going to live a productive life, successful life, or vice versa. What kind of wisdom do we have? There is what we call earthly wisdom. That's what we were told in James. If we open our Bible to the book of James that we read, James chapter 3, verse 13 through 15, so that we'll see what earthly wisdom is. James 3, thank you, 13 to 15. This earthly wisdom is what these people use to acquire whatever they achieve. It is a wisdom that is selfish. It is bitter. It is jealous. If you read what is there in verse 14, 
But if your heart are jealous, bitter, selfish, don't sin against the truth by boasting of your wisdom. Such wisdom does not come from heaven. It belongs to the world. It is unspiritual. It is demonic. This is the kind of wisdom that is being used by people that lack the heavenly wisdom to attain and achieve everything that they have in this world. And according to the word of God, this wisdom, no wonder their joy only lasts for a short time. As many people that operate on this wisdom, the Bible called them that they are unsuccessful in God's eyes. Their life is unproductive. We look at them, we celebrate them. But to God, he said, sorry. Just like the story of the rich fool. Then the other wisdom, the heavenly wisdom, in verse 17 of the same Bible, the same passage, James three seventeen. But the wisdom from above is pure. First of all, it is peaceful. It is full of compassion. It is gentle. It is friendly. Produces harvest of good deeds. That is the wisdom that is lacking in the life of those people. And that's why the joy oftentimes is short-lived. Anyone that has this kind of heavenly joy will no doubt have a productive life. What is this heavenly wisdom? Open to the book of First Corinthians chapter, chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1. If you look first at verse 24. But for those whom God has called, both Jews and Gentiles, this message is Christ, who is the power of God and the wisdom of God. To you, to Gentiles, to Jews, the message is Christ. And that Christ is the power of God and is the wisdom of God. If you go to verse 30, the Bible says, But God has brought you into union with Christ Jesus, and God has made Christ to be what? Our wisdom. So because Christ is our wisdom, and so this is what makes the difference. So when you hear on the news that so-so person, the rich and the powerful, committed suicide, it's because they lack the heavenly wisdom. So what is the secret to living a productive life? Open to the book of John 15. The book of John 15. Verse 4. Amen. Do we have it here? The Bible says, Abide in me and high in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So the secret to having a productive life is abiding in Christ Jesus. Is the omniscience, the one that can do all things. Is the omnipotent, the one that is most powerful. Is the omnipresence, the one that is everywhere. We may have plans and aspirations 
But do you know what? We don't know the future. And oftentimes, we cannot recollect every event of the past. But there is one that if we abide in him, he's everything. He's our past, he knows the past, he's the future, and he's also know the present. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. As I begin to round off, I want to share something very interesting that I found out. And it was a research that was done by Harvard University. And this research is the longest ever research, the longest ever prospective study. That's like a follow-up study on adult development that's ever been done in the history. This research was started in 1938, and as we speak now, it's still ongoing. And what did they do? They selected two groups of people, one from the most privileged background and the other from the least privileged background. And what are they trying to check? They were trying to find out, you know, what makes a good life. So they were following these people, set generations upon generations, you know, what is a good life? What is the meaning of a good life? Just following this kind of two extreme group of people. And do you know the main lesson so far that was said by the director? The director is the fourth director on the project. So the one, one has died, another one died, another one take over. And he said, the main lesson from that study is that regardless of your social status, having a good relationship with people, family, friends, and colleagues keeps us happier and healthier. Whereas loneliness is toxic and it kills people. So this now makes me wonder, if this is true, how much more and better will it be if we have that relationship with the wisdom of God? Because he said, abide in me and hide in you. And we cannot bear fruit unless we abide in him according to the word of God. So how much better, how wonderful and productive will our life be? Amen. To live a productive life, you cannot rely on your own because you give up. Proverbs 3, 5 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. He said, acknowledging him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Amen. Amen. Commit your ways unto God. Only then can we have a productive life according to his will. And finally, remember the parable of the talent in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. Is it not surprising that he gave the servant with five talents and the one with two talents the same reward for their productivity? Even though one person had five and made five. Another person only gained two, but he gave them the same reward. Also, the parable of the workers in the vineyard told us that the master paid the same wages to the laborers, regardless of the time they spent on the feet. Somebody came and did just one hour work, another person did 10 hours, and at the end of the day, he gave them the same wage. So what is the lesson from there? What is God trying to teach us? It means 
God has deposited a measure of gift in everyone's life. It doesn't matter whether you are rich or poor. For as long as you abide in him and do according to his will, then you will have a productive life in God's eyes. Amen. Amen. However, if we choose to ignore Christ, who is the wisdom of God? Unfortunately, the consequence is eternal. This will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for your word that's come out. Your word says if we abide in you, you will cause us to bear fruit. Holy Spirit, have your way in our, mind, in our life as we surrender and yield our life unto you, Lord. We don't want our life to be like the man in Ecclesiastes who, after everything, realized that whole is vanity, that it's just been chasing the wind. We don't want to be like the rich fool, O oh Lord. We ask for your wisdom on our life, O oh Lord, that you have your way in us in the name of Jesus, Amen. that you direct our path and lead us in the way that we should go in Jesus' name. Amen. Our life is dedicated to serving you. Lord, take control of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.